0: Happy Sunday, everyone. Welcome to the smartest guy in the room. None of us are as smart as all of us. Matthew Smith, Jerry Dempsey at your service. Hi, Matthew.
1: Good morning. How are you? What's going on?
0: Uh, I drank about four cups of coffee. I did some yoga this morning. And uh,
1: I'm ready. I think I'm ready. For the day, how are you? Uh eh, getting into it. I haven't even been up an hour. Took my dog for a walk, drank a cup of coffee. Now I'm uh, doing this. Strange week here in Buffalo. Last time uh, you and I talked, six hours later, after we last talked, that awful human being Opened fire and killed everybody in Buffalo.
0: Yeah, I hate that. I wish those guys would just kill themselves or just get help.
1: It's really strange, man. It's really strange. I'm involved in uh, helping to organize this massive uh, street hockey tournament. It's happening in August. It's going to benefit the community affected by the uh, massacre. Um, it's just weird, though, you know? It's weird. It's strange. Strange, uh... I don't know, man. That kind of shit, I don't understand. We'll never get it.
0: I mean... As often as it occurs, and it occurs way too often...
1: Too often?
0: Um... You know, there's opportunity. And I don't mean the bad kind. The opportunity to bring people together and and try to deal on a better level with this shit.
1: Yeah, I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't Yeah, you know, that dude. <laughs> I've been reading a lot about that kid who who was responsible for this and man, the level of planning that this kid did and like, you know, obviously he was disturbed, but imagine if he'd spent all that time planning to do something good. Well, you know,
0: I read a lot of psychology stuff and, you know, there's a common theme that for that to happen, years have gone into whatever was in that kid's brain. You know, it's very nice to point out different people and kind of blame this one or that one. And, you know, to a degree, shavings make a pile, Right at the same time there's an individual responsibility of you know especially today 30 40 years ago you know getting help from a psychiatrist one probably didn't exist for most people and two even if it was it was uh you know a
1: kind of a taboo yeah kind of a thing right very taboo i remember uh dealing with trying to go and fighting some fighting through something in college, it turned out to just be depression and anxiety. But this is like in the mid 1980s and you didn't, people didn't talk about that stuff. And I knew I needed to talk to someone, but I didn't dare go to a psychiatrist or a psychologist because it was, it was taboo. If anyone heard that I was doing that, they would have, they'd think I'm crazy. I, I was going to, I was talking to a priest, you know, Mm -hmm. because they have backgrounds in counseling, but yeah, you're right. It was taboo.
0: Yeah. Usually they find out from these people, one, they have a mental illness and then two, the people around them who, you know, especially this kid, it's already come out that he'd been checked out
1: for doing others, you know, saying things and acting weird I oh like, he did some awful things. He decapitated a cat and put it on the internet.
0: Yeah. That's pretty damn awful.
1: And then uh, he told his school he wanted to commit murder suicide. Like there there are enough there were there were so many red flags and still this happened.
0: Yep. I don't know. Um there's no solution. There's just how do we go- Go about being better for each to each other,
1: you know. The funny thing I mean, is, and I don't mean funny, haha, but like the, the, there was one line I've done, a, you know, I I've been reading all these stories on this issue that this, this awful thing that happened, and especially reading stories about the kid because it just makes me, I just can't get over someone has that much. Again, I know that he's disturbed, but like just, anyone who has that much hate in their heart. But uh, there was one line in particular I read by a columnist. This kid was, his motivation was, you know, he was acting out of the concern that the white race was being eradicated. He, the community that he's from Mm -hmm. is 93% white. (laughs) I mean, you know, that right there shows you just how disturbed he is.
0: It To me, it speaks to, uh, there's a quote that I remember reading somewhere um, that if a child doesn't feel the warmth of the community, they'll burn it down trying to feel warm. <laughs> huh, yeah. It's just, it, you know, it's one of those esoteric type statements. Yeah. Um, but if you look at, like you know, the kid up in Connecticut that went to the and killed all the little, the little babies and the kids. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that kid was fucked up. Oh, my God. Yeah. And. Well, he, didn't. you know, OK, in that case, he didn't target minorities or blacks. But Jesus, going into a kindergarten and just blasting a bunch of little fucking kids. Yeah. To, that's those two are more closely related than any racial tensions or. Again, just an opinion. Right. Oh, yeah. fuck it. I'm not a psychiatrist and I'm not, and I'm not L. Sharpton. So I don't, I don't, I live somewhere in, in the fucking gray area in between. Um, and I love L. Sharpton. So don't take that as a pejorative against him.
1: <laughs> yeah. The disturbing thing is like half, at least half of these massacres that occur, they're being done at the hands of young men between like 18 and 21. I mean, yeah, God, I mean,
0: you got to wonder where the parents are in this. I mean, I hate to put all the burden on them because, again, they share it. Yeah. I mean, I don't know to what percentage or proportion, you know. Everyone wants to blame and everyone wants to, you know. Leads me to another quote that I was going to say for later, but it ties into our topic. At some point, we'll jump into it, uh, which is inflation, guys. But, like... Um, <laughs> What does it go like? Victory has many fathers, but failure is an orphan, right? Interesting. So, well, what's funny, and I'll segment right into my fun story, because I think we need to pick me up after some of this moroseness. So it's... like the movie that that I get that from is a movie called Twins with, you know, Danny DeVito. And Arnold, and if you, I'm sure you've seen it, but for the folks that haven't, maybe some of our millennial folks that follow us, it's a pretty goddamn great movie. And <laughs> <laughs> it's stupidity, it's simplicity, but also in its complexity. And what I mean by that is, you know, in the movie, uh, the scientists try to create the perfect human being, which obviously became Arnold. And then, unfortunately, there was a side effect, which was Danny DeVito. And what's interesting is, as much as all those scientists who supposedly fathered Arnold, none of them wanted anything to do with Danny because he was so disgusting and little and ugly and creepy, (laughs) and he grew (laughs) up to be a criminal. (laughs) But if you really think about it from a contextual perspective, uh, until Arnold and Danny met, neither one of them was complete. (laughs) So they completed each other in a very odd and funny way. And um, and why that is has a special place in my heart is I have a brother who's like 10 years younger than me, about six foot 240. He's bigger than me, has blonde hair and blue eyes. And, you know, there's a Dempsey familiarity, but I don't think he looks anything like me. And him and I used to work out together in this gym in California. Okay, it was a gym slash tanning salon, which should all be the way, gym tan laundry <laughs> altogether.
1: Is this so Joe?
0: Yeah. So we're working out, and these they they had these like young girls working there, and every time I'd come in, they're like, "Which one are you? You're Joe, right?" And I'm like, "No, I'm Jerry," and and they constantly played this game with us. And I used to think they were just fucking around with us, but I, I don't know. I think they really couldn't tell the difference. So one day we come in there and both of them are working. And the one goes, wait, you're Joe and you're Jerry. And then the other girl's like, you guys are twins, right? Aren't you? And then Joe just looks at the girl and goes, yeah, he's Danny DeVito. <laughs> and I mean, it was just like so stupidly funny. I couldn't stop laughing. But anyway,
1: <laughs> he uh, so you're that that quote that you just uh recited uh again it goes something like say it again success has
0: many fathers and failure is an orphan and you is know that- when there's a failure nobody you know it's like think of a football team quarterbacks like well, i did my job defense like we did our fucking job is that asshole you know scott norwood's fault
1: <laughs> <laughs> is I- that is that a uh, is that a meme
0: I mean, it could be. It's old. It's like an old, you know,
1: something an old person would tell you. I just got out of this this morning. I just got out of Facebook jail because of a meme. No way. What was So it? a friend's wife posted. She posted a meme that said. I will ex ac- bitch, I will accidentally punch you on purpose. Right. <laughs> and it was funny. So then a few hours later, she posted something she was going off about, you know, like, you know, stop with the. she was telling people, stop at the political post, stop judging people, blah, blah, blah. So as a joke, I responded, I don't know what you're talking about, but if you want to go, I'll go with you. And then I wrote, I just repeated the words that were on the meme that she posted. I wrote, bitch, I will accidentally punch you on purpose. And then, like immediately, I got a message from Facebook, and they put me in jail for twenty four hours. And it was like so ridiculous because I was, I was just repeating what something she already posted. So,
0: well, yeah, I mean, and well, the context. I mean, you're a big scary man, so I don't know if that has, and you're
1: white. I don't know if that has anything to do with it. If they're monitoring everyone's posts, they would have seen that right underneath that comment was her meme, but. Yeah, but
0: you gotta be like, you gotta be more subversive. You gotta like spell bitch with like an at sign or a, you know, the fucking pound ampersand. <laughs> Remember that term?
1: They don't use that anymore. <laughs> that's the second time that I got like wrapped on the knuckles by Facebook in a month. I think that's why they, they, because. A friend of mine wrote something, like, about Don Henley, like, you know, like, (laughs) (laughs) they said, like, hey, uh, what if I, what if I give you this Eagles or Don Henley ticket or something like that? And I said something like, I won't, I wouldn't take it, but I would kick you or something dumb, you know? Mm -hmm. Facebook takes everything seriously, yet this guy in Buffalo, this kid who killed everyone, he's posting shit all over the Internet. (laughs) <laughs> and he's, he's That's
0: interesting,
1: you know, yeah. You know, so, God. Anywho, yeah. what's our topic today, Jer?
0: We're going to talk about something that's in the news constantly. And my man on the street, Spidey Sense, tells me a lot of people don't really understand this term, except the way it affects them. Which, again, is only one piece of a gigantic puzzle. The word and the term... Matt, is inflation. Inflation. It can mean a lot of good things, like I have an inflated uh, ego. I like that about myself. That's not a good thing. Isn't it? (laughs) No. I mean, but but what about the ant that throws the rubber tree plant? I mean, if he didn't have high hopes, which could be construed as an inflated ego, he never would have done that little thing we sang the song about. (laughs) Sang a little song.
1: <laughs> be humble. Or
0: be hu- or get humbled. Holy shit.
1: That's right.
0: Yeah. Speaking of which, I ran into somebody, uh, one of my old drinking buddies, uh, the other day. I was out to lunch and he's into jujitsu now. Like he was kind of fat before and he's slimmed down. Seems to be the trend these days. And he's like, oh, I'm doing jiu-jitsu. You should come and do it with me. And I'm like, you just want to choke me out, you weirdo. <laughs> he's like, yeah, that's what I want to do. I'm like, but as you were saying, your man on the street. People just don't understand what this term inflation. They see gas prices go up. They want to blame somebody, blame the Shah of Iran or the Iron Sheik or you know Russia or whoever or Trump. I mean, there's a lot of
1: villains to go around, right? They blame Biden because every time I go to uh, pump a, my, you know, gas into my car, all over the community I live in, there's these stickers with Joe Biden's face, <laughs> blaming the <laughs> gas thing. Someone those someone's are f-
0: fucking great.
1: <laughs> <laughs> are you seeing that? Do you see those? I've seen them on the memes. Yeah, they're 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 stickers. They're all over the gas pumps uh, where I live.
0: Yeah, like I did that or something like that. Yeah. Well, you know.
1: He's taking credit. (laughs) Again,
0: you can't, you're not going to blame him for any of this shit in as much as, again, I'll use another colloquialism. Shavings make a pile. We like using that one. Right. The other one I like to use is something called the pareto rule i was in a meeting one time it's fucking you know we have these smart people that would present to us and act like they know everything and you don't know anything right and i like that but like this guy kept saying pareto rule pareto 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 and i'm like sitting there going what the fuck who the fuck is pareto and what's his rule so i get all mad and i did learn not to ask stupid questions because there are stupid questions that you can ask in a meeting. So I'm sitting there Googling Pareto rule. I found out it's just the 80-20 rule. I'm like, why does he fucking say 80-20 rule? You know, who the fuck is Pareto who did a study to figure out the 80-20 rule? You know what the 80-20 rule is?
1: No, I don't. It's like, uh,
0: you can apply it to almost anything. Like 80% of the problems are caused by 20% of the population.
1: (laughs) I get, yeah. Well, I'd agree with that.
0: Um... Yeah. So in a world of Pareto, you look, I mean, to me, like to use it constructively, I would look at why, why is life so fucking expensive for the vast majority of us, right? And when I look at it just from a dumbass point of view, the cost of college, rents and mortgages, and the fucking cost of healthcare, those three things are the most responsible for why most of our lives are so fucking
1: expensive and why we can't afford it. The cost of college is absolutely ridiculous. It, when my kids were in school, they're, they're, they're done with college, but when my kids were in school, the cost of college was four times higher than the rate of inflation. Yep. And it made no sense. I mean, one year, to go to Syracuse University for one year, Cost seventy thousand dollars. I didn't. My kids did not go there, but my brother and sister are alums from Syracuse, and uh, you know, what are you getting for that money that you can't get anywhere else at a school that's thirty, forty thousand dollars cheaper? I worked with a guy at at
0: uh, my IT company who was from India, and he taught himself calculus and I remember sitting in a meeting with him and he's like, when I came to the United States, I didn't know anything. So I just bought a bunch of books and I taught myself calculus (laughs) and I thought it's pretty goddamn smart. How do you
1: do that? Well, you know, (laughs) that starts with discipline and I just, but you know, yeah, but I was going to the point that what do you really need the professor for? (laughs) Well, right, exactly. And and so, you know, when you're spending that kind of money, you're, you're literally spending that kind of money on a name. That's all you're spending the money on. It's a ticket. Yeah. Ticket yeah. To the so Dave. It's, and it's, it's bullshit. So nothing, noth- nothing should cost that much. But I don't understand inflation. And, you know, <clears throat> the most common place you see it is in gas prices. Uh, and just the other day, uh, about two weeks ago, gas went down gas i mean i say went down it was still outrageous but you know gas was 419 where i lived and literally overnight it shot up to 459 and i'm like you know okay i know there's all these economic factors and things like that mm-hmm. but i can't help <laughs> but think like how does it how does it increase 40 cents overnight 40 cents is a giant jump yep there's got to be something nefarious going on along with the legitimate economic factors in my opinion because 40 cents well we're
0: gonna do play the blame game right so i'll start off with um there's an economist very famous one it's dead now by the name of milton friedman okay said this way back in like the 50s or 60s still seems to hold true. Inflation is always everywhere, a monetary phenomenon in the sense that it is and can be produced only by a more rapid increase in the quantity of money than in output. Now, what did we just have happen? We had the pandemic, right? Trump signed uh, that relief fund that everyone in government was loving, right? Right. In fact, I think it's funny because I read an article throwing him under the bus for, you know, driving the debt up. Like all he did was approve a bill that everyone tried to ram down his throat anyway. And when he tried to cut it, they fucking threw him under the bus for that, too. And I'm not sticking up for Trump, but that is just a fucking fact, right? Um, it's also a
1: fact, fact that he put his signature on Treasury checks during an election year. and No one has ever done that in presidential yeah, but, that, but
0: That didn't drive the cost of inflation up. I mean,
1: he's a Unless you want to count the ink.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Look, I know what you're saying. And sure. But I mean, again, why not? He's taking advantage of that for some free advertising. And that's, you know, Trump tried to sell us water. He had Trump water. If we're going to play that game, he had Trump Airlines for a while. You know, he had all (laughs) these stupid business ventures that went nowhere. And, you know, he isn't a man acting in a vacuum. He's got a lot of idiots around him that, you know are all looking to capitalize, including other people from the other side of the fence. So let's stay away. Oh, from that. hey,
1: man, I, I, I spent a long part of my career covering politicians and some of the politicians were rarely as bad as the people around them who worked for them. I've heard that.
0: That could be true, too.
1: Yeah, it is true.
0: Anyway, but he even like I read this whole excerpt from him, like I said, from the 50s or 60s. And he went right into government will blame greedy businessmen. It's like in their playbook that's happening now, right? Oh, we're being a big meat. I heard big meat. One day the the, pr- the price of meat went up because of big meat is gouging us. And I was like, who the fuck is big meat? That's a good nickname. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that is a nickname that I will never be given. <laughs> Unfortunately.
0: Exactly. Well, could be fortunately. I don't know. Um, You know, and then there'll be people that say we never should have went off the gold standard. And then I started trying to read, and I did do some reading and cursory research into this fucking gold standard. I mean, let's just face it: the monetary system is fictitious by nature, right? Because you take the barter system, which is you know labor versus uh, exchange for goods and services and food and whatnot. Um, but the reality of it is. According to these economists, when you print a bunch of money, you increase money supply. And government is the only entity capable of doing that. Again, I'm not saying that's bad inherently. But it's a lot of times what government does that hurts themselves. Like right now, fucking what's his name? Fed guy. Can't think of his name. I should have wrote it down. But he's jacking up interest rates. And I'll tell you my guess, Right. You're gonna see a housing fucking cratering, just like in 2008. It's like the yeah, same I keep shit. Reading that. Different different inputs, right? Because there's a lot of variables and a lot of buttons to press. But the reality of it is, you start jacking up interest rates. Everyone in America, from poor people to rich people, are fucking leveraged. Okay. One of the ancient religions, and I think I didn't do any research on this, so you could shoot me if I'm wrong. or I better not say that shit. Um, but one of the ancient religions, you know, one of their cardinal sins was usury or just charging interest to lend money or to give you credit and right. charge interest for it. That's very probably, you know, one of the things I tried to do when I was a kid, I never really had significant debt, Right. I mean, the way I went to college and went about it turned out OK, but I would never prescribe what I fucking did. You know, I was an RA. I got fired. You know, I, I went to night school. I went to community college for a little while and I finally got my head out of my ass. Figured out how to teach myself like we talked about earlier. And um, but when I got my degree. I was 24, but I had no debt. And I fucking, I can point to that single thing saying I kept my ass out of debt as best I could throughout my life. Yep. And again, I'm one moron on this gigantic planet, but I can, I can say if I gotten into debt, there was a lot of things I would not have been able to do.
1: Yeah. That took me a long time to learn that. And you know, one of my father didn't make a lot of money and, uh, You know, he wasn't any type of economic wizard, but uh, I do remember the one thing him telling me is it's not how much money you make. It's how much money you owe. Yeah. And, you know, I wish I had heeded that lesson a lot earlier than I did. I
0: mean, you just look around from businesses. You know, I I watch those shows about entrepreneurs. And this one guy, you know, the self-made people, sometimes when they start preaching back, it can seem disingenuous or just like they're fucking. But like um, this one guy said, if you have to take out a big loan to start a business, that's a stupid idea. Don't take out a loan because most businesses fail. Then you're going to owe all this money on a business that's not making you any money. Then you're really fucked.
1: And and most businesses will fail. That alone always stops me from, from, you know, (laughs) seriously, like, you know, there's a couple businesses I want to start and just that very, what he, what he's, what you just recited is like the thing that stops me. I'm like, why would you take out a huge loan and the business? If the business fails, you know, you're on the hook. I I would would never want to crawl out from under that.
0: You know, I bought. 25 acres of farmland a while back, okay? And one of my at the time, the cannabis thing was like the buzz, right? Oh, uh, hemp, fucking, can't you know, CBD, blah, blah, blah. So, I was working with this farmer who, I can tell you something, farmers are some of the smartest people you'll ever meet. This guy yeah, was way very smart. Anyway, him and I talked a few times. We were going to plant um, Hemp on the land And kind of share um, At the end of the day He talked me out of it And he ended up just growing the regular shit Like soybeans and sweet potatoes And some other crap um, But had we The point is Had we taken out a loan And uh, grew hemp We would have been sitting on that hemp And it went to fucking shit Because everyone and their brother started growing hemp and there was an oversupply and under demand, which you know what happens then prices come way down. (laughs) Then hemp's
1: on sale, right? So that's because production is surpassing supply, unlike what you were talking about at the beginning here, where- Well,
0: demand was low.
1: Well, the production is a lot lower now than the supply of money. Is that driving inflation?
0: Well, the money was oversupplied already for the last couple of years, right. and then there's a disincentive to work. The other thing that's going on right now is there's a, there's more jobs, and there are people either capable or willing or other to take those jobs, right? Um. So when you, you know, I'll, I I want to step back and just say, you know, we didn't start taxing income. Do you know who's who in who uh, you're not going to know, so it won't matter. But one of the f- most favorite presidents in the entire history of the United States enacted the income tax, I believe. I could be wrong. There's a guy, a fellow by the name of Abraham Lincoln. He did it in 1861 to fund the what? Civil War. <laughs> mm. But taxing, like economists back then were like freaking out. Like you can't tax people's income, it's a disincentive to work. Like, oh, I'm going to work and you're going to take my money that I've worked for and give it, you know, to you guys to just spend willy nilly. <laughs> like today, that's just, you know, see, you're like big deal. That's what we do. But in 1861 and before that, they didn't. So imagine selling that like, no, we're going to take a chunk of your income that you've worked working hard and we're going to use it
1: for other shit. So, I don't know. There, just, go ahead. So I I was reading we were talking about farmers. Yep. I was, I was reading recently how hard the supply chain issue is hitting farmers. Yep. And then farmers pass that on to business, who pass it on to the consumer. You know, the gas prices are one thing, but man, I, you know, there were two, this is the inflation right now is, they keep saying it's the worst it's ever been, or it's worse. It's been in a generation or whatever. And I can remember one other time where it was this bad. Um, this when Jimmy Carter was in office and I, God, I was only like nine or 10 years old. Yeah. Then. I remember those days. Yeah. Uh, so I was like from 10 to 13. That that's how old I was when he was in office, but I can remember inflation back then being awful. And, you know, It's, I think it's scary. I don't know how you, I go through the, the supermarket, you know, and I spend a lot of money buying very little now, and I don't know how these middle-class families, working class families are keeping up and I'm okay, but it does scare me for them, you know, and it's, I don't know how people are making it. I really do not know how people are making it.
0: I mean, it's a good question, but to me you nailed it on the head. Like I look around and I don't like to count other people's money, so to speak, but it's almost impossible not to do it. Like um I'll go to the gym, man, and I see Teslas, I see tons of new gigantic yeah. trucks. Yeah. Cars, and I'm like How many of these are owned outright? You know what I mean? I was driving my wife's uh, 2016 Honda Pilot recently, and these kids pulled up next to me, and they're like, hey, nice piece of shit. (laughs) And they they started laughing at me and drove off. I was like, yeah. What were they driving? Uh, They were driving a Dodge Challenger. It was, like, green, and it had really loud, like, rumbling muffler. Yeah. Yeah. And I was just like, I started laughing. I'm like, like, I could have said, fuck
1: you and chased him. <laughs> that would have been a good idea. <laughs> well, you know, I've been. I'll kick I, your ass. <laughs> I've really been wanting for the longest time. I want I've just, I've just wanted a, a Jeep Wrangler. They look fun to drive. Uh-huh. But they are so expensive. Yeah. And their gas mileage is fucking awful. Yeah. And, you know. I can't, There's no way I could justify that. So I'm driving around in a Kia Sportage instead, you know? So, which is a fine car, but, you know, $25,000 less. A little bit better on gas. Like, you can't... Yeah, you're right. The, there's a lot of... I feel bad for the people that are struggling to make it and the families that are struggling to make it. But, you know... There's an awful lot of people who don't really have the money, but they make it look like they do because they're buying shit they can't afford.
0: I mean, that's it goes back to uh, the marshmallow test. So dumb, but I love using it all the time. Of delayed gratification. Right. I actually know somebody who, when they got their stimulus check, they took a vacation with it. (laughs) (laughs) instead of like paying bills or putting it in the bank or maybe even buying some stock, which again, you know, stock market now for people that aren't worried about money, there are people like that out there. Um, now's the time to fucking buy, you know, go buy Tesla's stock is like 600 and some bucks right now. Nvidia, one of the best stocks out there. I mean, I'm not a stock fucking broker, but At the same time, you tell me Amazon's not on sale right now. Amazon's not going anywhere, right? I remember when in the '90s when they said IBM was dead. Um, we actually sold IBM to buy our house, and my wife still like goes, "Ooh, we have that IBM stock now." I'm like, "Stop it, we have a fucking house," you know. So it's all about like supposedly one of one of the underlying or underpinnings. Of, you know, of market economy or capitalism as people love to either love or hate it, depending on what your point of view is. It's that people acting on their own behalf or own self-interest actually help the community around them because they're working, they're producing. And the idea of being like, again, go back to Gilgan's Island economics, right? If If... (laughs) I don't know who you are on Gilligan's Island. I guess the professor. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> I'll be Gilligan. <laughs> but like, you know, they all have to help each other to survive. You know, so even in a small economy, it's like my work, you know, I take pride in it. I deliver results. I get paid. And then I spend my money in the community and we grow our community. In a global community, you know, if you have too many free riders,
1: they'll start pulling everyone You're frozen.
0: Things in life that I can't fucking change, regardless of what we want to do with them. You
1: just froze and... for a while. You just froze for a while. But did I? Yeah. yeah. Anyway, it was, a, it
0: was a really nice diatribe.
1: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I here's the thing. I I um. I read the, I, I, I keep mm. hearing about the su- supply chain issue, and you know. Now we're we're going past two years We're heading into our third year Of this pandemic stuff At what point And again this is a very uneducated comment But you know At what point do they figure the supply chain shit out yeah, I don't know
0: it Sounds Anytime they try to blame Something nebulous I always feel like the people in the know Know what the fuck's going on And they don't want to tell people
1: Oh, it's a real issue, though, because my my wife is in the transportation trucking industry. And I mean, for the last three years, she has been unable to take a breath Uh, their volume. The weird thing is you have this supply chain crisis, but it's it's creating massive volume increases and bottlenecks, you know, Uh, so like she works for FedEx Ground they're overwhelmed and they've been overwhelmed since this pandemic began
0: yeah i mean i don't know what to tell you about that i don't i don't know that i have an opinion other than supply chain is a pr- it's like it's real the war in ukraine is real right wheat pro- prices again in a global economy you see it now with the baby food right they're like oh only four companies were making it well Is that a function of them being greedy? Because, you know, like breaking up monopolies uh, is something the government, I guess, is not good at. Right. They broke up AT&T and that was bad. And then AT&T kind of regrouped itself. Yeah. (laughs) Kind of like the Terminator after you blew him up and then he could get back together. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't know. They tried to do it to Microsoft. And I mean, you know, I don't know what's going on with the baby formula. But I hear all these things, and then I hear it was Trump's fault. Uh, Somebody said it was Trump's fault. I'm like, well, of course it's his fucking fault. That guy's a fucking bastard. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. But I mean, I'm not sitting there saying anything's Biden's fault. Although, you know, is he helping? Right. Because what's his name? Shit. Jay Powell. Thank you. You know, he admitted that they fucked up raising interest rates. And a lot of times, you know, the best thing the government can do is do nothing and just kind of hang out and see what happens. They try to, you know, it's like they make it worse by yeah. doing things like jacking up the interest rates. But when you make money free, everyone's going to borrow just like all the banks in the 2008 collapse, right? With the reinsurance and credit fault D swaps or is that what credit default swaps? I don't know. Like I said, I'm not a finance guy. I pretend to think i am one but i don't shit about it um and it's like the more you know the more of like a web of madness you get
1: into you know so what are we saying about inflation as we talk about us what are what are we what's what's the takeaway here
0: takeaway is you can always tighten your fucking belt people don't like hearing that. that's not a popular belief system right <laughs> going you're back right. to that marshmallow test you're right you don't need to right. buy a fucking new car, and you know what? Go to community college. I don't know. I'm actually a fan of making community college free. My company I worked at, we had this thing called Network Academy, and we they would fund classes at community colleges to teach uh, computer, you know, like coding and everything about being like an IT engineer. Those jobs pay a lot. Uh, they're good jobs, they're interesting jobs, and they're secure jobs, you know. And, and again, I'm giving you a micro example of things, you know, again, shavings make a pile in a good direction. Education will always pull people up, uh, the right kind of education. You know, go where the jobs are, not today, but the potential jobs in the future, like AI, all the things we've talked about on this on this. Podcast,
1: you know, Well, I think community colleges, too, can play a role in rebuilding the uh, vanishing middle class, too, because, you know. People keep going to these expensive universities for some some of these ridiculous degrees, but, you know. Community colleges they play such a vital role, you know, they're like, they can be the backbone of local economies by training people to take a lot of these, you know, trade like jobs that depend on a, a trade skill and things like that. And, you know, one thing people, there was a big, there was a, there was an attitude when you and I were growing up in the late in the mid eighties and late eighties where, you know, the trades were kind of, frowned upon and and they were looked down upon yeah, yeah they're looked down upon and you know that we've got to. this is a big opportunity now to stop doing that and stare kids who are who can't afford and no, again nobody should pay sixty thousand dollars for an education for for one year you know that's just ridiculous but you know the trades are an important profession and community colleges are an important part of, a, uh, of communities. And, you know, I think you're right. I think that could help, you know, rebuild, um, the middle class, which for too long has been shrinking and fading.
0: I agree. Um, you know, my kids do, uh, that Khan Academy stuff. A lot of the free stuff that's online. I mean, my yeah. son is in eighth grade. He's doing high school math right now. And he'll go on Khan Academy by himself, teach himself algebra. He He's learning some other math, like just shit I never would have thought to do or even had access to,
1: you yeah. know? Again, so it, takes, I mean, it takes discipline. Nobody's disciplined anymore either.
0: Well, you know, I'm just going to say this for fun. But when we were kids, <laughs> and you probably know this better than me or as, at least as well, but remember we would say things like sticks and stones will break my bones and names will never hurt me. <laughs> we don't live that way anymore.
1: <laughs> no, we don't. We don't. And, you know, there's a lot. There's a lack of discipline because everybody wants immediate gratification and too many people are used to it. So people don't want to put in the hard it, work.
0: Expect it. Yeah, I agree with that.
1: Well, I don't know, man. Whatever the cause is, I really hope prices come down because it's getting. Oh, they will. And it's getting scary. And it's uh... I look at the hyper rich and, you know,
0: I am becoming more and more of a liberal uh, as I age or maybe it's, you know. You imparting your wisdom to me on these weekly calls. Oh, don't blame me for Dare that. Dare I say that? I am giving <laughs> you the credit successfully. Don't blame of, me for that. You're my father of success. I don't know where I was going with that, but I wanted to get to my funny quote. Um, but like, oh, I know what I wanted to say. Like, I was watching some commercial. I don't know if it's a Mountain Dew, but it's like they show some basketball kid with suitcases of money because he fucking did a commercial yeah. and that that's supposed to incent me some poor ass butt scratcher to go out and drink Mountain Dew so I can be like this guy. Like, like <laughs> it's like they're constantly, so I blame the media is where who I'm blaming here. They're constantly rubbing the shit in our face, you know? And I, like, I can't stand the abject. Well, like just the disgusting, like, Oh, I just sold my Malibu for 40 million two years for 20 million yeah. you know what i mean like that's the kind of shit on the high end that that is fucking things up as well um all right i'm gonna leave it with this quote from a from a not really controversial song but potentially controversial song of the night they drove old dixie down one of my favorite songs i love to play it when i'm drunk and i just like howl at the moon with it but there's a, a line in there that says something like, you take what you need and you leave the rest. But they should never have taken the very best. So anyway, I love that line. That it speaks uh, that, to frugality and being more frugal. We can all control that to a certain degree.
1: Well, it's also speaking to, to not being greedy. Uh, I, I Every time I hear that song, I'm struck by that line too. Uh, you take what you need and then you leave the rest, you know? It is, uh, words to live by. And one of my favorite songs is by the same band who incidentally is called the band. It's the weight, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I just hope this shit ends, man. I just hope, uh, I hope people start acting sensible again. And, you know, you look, I told someone this the other day, a younger
0: person that, that, uh, I'm friends with, I said, you know, don't they want? They're asking you what kind of personal finance book they should go buy, like Rich Dad, Poor Dad, or one of those stupid books. You know, they all rotate around the same core, which is don't get yourself in fucking debt. Look at what you spend and cut out shit that you're wasting money on. You know, and then improve your value. Like, no one's going to pay you, you know, to fucking although. <laughs> I was going to say, no one's going to pay you to look good, but yet we have all these only fan millionaires. These other influencers.
1: That's the worst. Well, I mean, yeah, <laughs> that's part of it, too, though. You know, we're in this boat because we're fucking stupid. You know, <laughs> if you're being influenced by some, you know, idiot on fucking Instagram, you know, we, we you, you know, we're going to reap what we sow and. uh you know, well,
0: we'll see we'll see it. Look, dude, I bought my house in two thousand seven, and I'll just tell you straight up, we paid seven hundred and thirty thousand bucks for it. Okay. About a year and a half later, if I tried to sell it, I would have got about five hundred for it. Yeah. Now I didn't need to sell because that was then I bought right before the housing collapse of two thousand eight, right before it. Perfect timing, as they say. Now, a couple, what are we fifteen years later now? I bought it in 2007, whatever the math is. One, I wouldn't sell my house because I'm still living in it and enjoying it, right? But if I were put on the market, I could probably get a million bucks for it. So, hooray. But the time, you know, time value of money, which can be tricky, right? Because things, some things improve in value, some things get more expensive, but then some things become cheaper because of technology advances and shit like that. Yeah. So, but to, Kind of back to the point is don't get over leveraged and don't overspend because that's the one thing you definitely can control, you know, and try to improve you know, the value that you bring to the table for whether it's an employer or maybe you need a new job or, you know, people need to stepping. stone. you know, I'm going to work at McDonald's my whole life should not be in anyone's personal business plan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm washing lettuce right now. <laughs> Pretty
1: soon I'll be on fries.
0: You know what I mean? That's not a
1: fucking goal. Yeah, but you know what? I agree with you. On the (laughs) other hand, at least these people, at least those people are working. I don't get this. I don't get this new trend where, like, nobody wants to work. I I don't get that. Like, You remind me of another great
0: song. I don't want to work. I just want to bang on the drums (laughs) all day.
1: (laughs) Yeah, but that dude, that dude in that song is going to work. He hates work. Yeah, he hates work. I mean, it's okay to hate work, but work—you know—we're we're these people who are just like, I, I'm not, I'm not working anymore. <laughs> you know, <sighs> I don't get it. I don't get work it. is
0: for suckers. Somebody told me that once. <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right, I think we've put a fork in this fucking thing. We're done.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know what we accomplished today, but inflation. Uh, live within I've your means. Live within your means and don't go into debt. I learned that you're in Facebook jail. (laughs) Jesus. And now I'm I'm on probation. I'm out of jail, but now I've got restrictions. They're watching you. (laughs) It's just so silly. That's awesome. All right, big dog. Enjoy your weekend. Stay free. Bye. Bye Bye.